Awesome. Uh, yeah, we're starting a new series tonight, which is going to go for four weeks. And uh, the title of this series is Renew. And I think we've even got a bit of a graphic for it, which I saw a sneak peek of this morning. And uh, just wonder, uh, <laughs> following that, I suppose, uh, you know, these things that we're talking about here tonight, I don't know how you uh, are, have arrived here tonight. Maybe you go to another church normally and you're here in the holidays, or maybe this is your first time, or maybe you've been coming for a long time. Uh, these, are the, these are weighty things that we talk about when we come to the Word of God. These are the things of, of eternity, the things of, uh, that last forever, the things of our heart and our soul. And so uh, I do think as we come to it tonight, we should be considered, we should be uh, serious, we should be diligent in uh, understanding what it is that God wants to do. And He's here by His Holy Spirit speaking to each one of our hearts. Uh, speaking into the inner places of our heart, into your inner chamber tonight. And so I encourage you to listen uh, to him. The word renew, uh, I think I, I didn't quite nail the graphic, but this was what I got on when I went to Google. It means to give fresh life or strength, to revive, to give new capacity to something that uh, is lacking capacity. And when we read of renewal in Scripture across these four weeks, we're gonna just take four different places in where our Scriptures speak of the word renewal. The Scriptures are not speaking about a renewal of our outward circumstances, uh, of, our, of our jobs changing places. It's not talking about a renewal of location or city. It's not talking about a renewal of our financial position. It's not talking about a renewal of our relational status, a renewal of our family circumstances. It's talking about the renewal of a person, the renewal of a soul, the renewal of a heart. Uh, Jesus said this, He said, unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. He said, unless you have a new nature born in you, unless you have a new heart given to you, a new soul, you will not see the kingdom of God. This is uh, what scriptures speak about when it is talking about renewal, the word renewal in, in scripture. And we're just gonna go to one place tonight which, uh, which speaks about this. Uh, and we're gonna go to Ephesians going to come up on the screen, Ephesians 4, verses uh, 17 through 24. Great, let's uh, read this together. Now this I affirm and insist on in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles live in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated or separated from the life of God because of their ignorance and hardness of heart. They have lost all sensitivity and have abandoned themselves to, to listen to this greedy, to practice of every kind of impurity. That is not the way you learned Christ. For surely you have heard about him and were taught in him as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self, corrupt, deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit 
of your minds to clothe yourselves with the new self created according to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Uh, The Scriptures and Jesus wouldn't speak about renewal unless there was something that was old, unless there was an old person, unless there was something that needed a, a fresh lease of life. It's old things, not new things that need renewing. Tired, worn out, broken, dead things need renewal. I've got a photo here of my Corolla roof. Uh, I've got a Toyota Corolla. This was my roof in about June of last year. And uh, uh, guess, try and have a guess what has happened to my roof. You will not be able to guess it. I could give you, I could give you 100 guesses. You would not guess what, it, I, I wasn't driving when this happened. You would never guess what happened to my, uh, to my car here. So uh, where I used to live, what happened was uh, there was a lot of possums where I used to live. And what would happen is that the possums, I used to park my car in front of the garage and the possums would jump off of the garage onto my roof, run across my roof and then onto the ground. This was about three or four years ago, maybe even five years ago now. And, um, and I saw it and I was like, oh my goodness. I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, how is my car getting these scratches on the roof? It was very um, annoying. It was very annoying. And then finally one day, I actually saw a possum jump off the roof, not onto my car, but onto something else. And it clicked. I'm like, this is exactly what is happening to my roof. And what happened is I left it. I left it for three or four years and those scratches rusted. And they got worse and worse and worse. And you can see there, they started to get holes in my roof. And so finally, when someone told me that if you don't do, I don't know anything about cars. Someone said, if you don't do something about this soon, you're gonna have water in coming through your roof. I don't know if that's true, but this is what they said. You're gonna have water coming into your roof, uh, in through your roof. And I'm like, okay, I've gotta fix this. So mid last year, I spent a fair bit of money to get the roof of my, of my car repaired. It got, uh, you know, they ripped off all the rust with some sort of thing that they do there and then resprayed it. And now it has new strength. It looks awesome. It's got a fresh lease of life. There's no holes in it anymore. It's been renewed. Something that was old is what needs to be renewed. Something that's worn out, that's broken, that's tired. If you have a 2022 or 2021 Corolla, you're not gonna get it resprayed. You're not gonna get it rebuffed. You don't need to. It's not old. It's new. It's possible to be, to have, to be, in fact, an old, worn out, dead soul. To have an old heart that needs renewal. Doesn't matter how old you are. And we know this because there's young people who very sadly take their own life because they've got, they feel the weight of an old heart a heart that needs to be made new. It doesn't matter how old you are. It it is like you you feel like death is encroaching on you. You feel brokenness. Uh, Your heart, you would describe it as a place, your inner life as a place of anxiety, stress, frustration, unmet desire, dissatisfaction, restlessness, I think is the best word to describe it, restlessness talking to someone recently and they said they have a restlessness in their heart and so they're gonna change their outward circumstances. 
No change in outward circumstance brings new life to the heart. An old heart needs new life. But if it's not age, if it's not how old you are here tonight, maybe you are older, you can have an old heart. Maybe you're younger, you can have an old heart. If it's not age that makes us a weary person, a person under duress in our inner being, what is it that makes an old soul, that makes our heart in need of renewal? Well, Paul says here in these words, repeating what Jesus came when he came and taught, he said, the old heart is one that is full of greed. And all that is to say is that the old heart is the one that is, is all about itself, that proceeds from itself for the sake of itself. Self-will, self-fulfillment, self-direction, self-determination. The old person is a person that tries to get life by themselves under their own steam. At the beginning of a year, at the beginning of a new year, an old man or an old woman, an old person thinks things like this. I hope that this year will be a better year. I hope that I'll have better fortunes this year. I hope that this year will be a better year for me than it was last year, that this changes for me, that this, that this moves in my direction. The old person, the old soul is constantly thinking and working towards how they can better conditions for themselves, how they can better terms for themselves in their work or at their university or at their school. They're thinking about how I can make my life better, more comfortable, more the way that I think it should be. The old soul clings to its entitlements. It says that, that I am entitled to, that I should have a certain type of life, a certain set of circumstances, that it is my right to be this way financially or, or that I am entitled to have this type of family situation come to me at some point in the future. The old weary heart sees their, is his or her greatest good in pleasure, usually, in amusement, in entertainment, in food, in sex, sexuality, in, in leisure. This is the highest good for the old and the weary soul. The old heart that in its inner being knows that it needs a new lease of life. The old heart, the old person, thinks about how they can be well regarded, thinks about how they might be able to receive applause from people around them, thinks of how they might be able to do things that they can bring applause to themselves for. The old weary heart thinks things like this, I did it the right way, I was right. I knew the truth in that situation. I know what to do with my life. No one else should tell me what to do with my life. 
Sin is the symptom of the old, weary person. There's sin in their life. Where does this tiredness of soul come from? Where does the tiredness of our souls come from? But in trying to possess and get things for ourselves, where else does the weariness come from? The the work to get things for us in whatever way. Through, through your work, through, your, through what you think, through what you do with your time, through, through your money, through your position in society, through what fi- people think of you, how tiring that is. Where else does frustration come from but from not getting what we think we want and what we think we need? If we didn't think we needed or want anything, we would not be frustrated. Where does jealousy come from? but from wanting something for ourself that someone else has. Why do we judge? But because we want to feel good about ourself. That's why we judge. So here in these verses, the Apostle Paul puts it so um, honestly uh, dauntingly When in verse 18, he says, the the Gentiles are separated from the life of God. Let me see if I can explain this to you. When someone makes a joke about you, if you have an old heart, your self-image is damaged. You know, when, when your perception of self as according to others or maybe yourself, when that gets damaged, someone makes a joke about you, And what happens is bitterness arises in your heart towards that person that's made that joke. And in that moment, bitterness drives out love towards the person who's made that joke. You're separated from the life of God. You do not know the love of God in your heart in that moment. You cannot know God and be bitter at the same moment. Someone else starts a relationship with the person that you like, that that you thought you would you should be with, that you're entitled to be with and jealousy drives out love for for one, maybe two of those people. In that moment, you are separated from the life of God. You do not have love in your heart towards those people. The love of God, the Holy Spirit is quenched in in your heart in that moment, in your inner being. When you look down upon someone else because they didn't do the job as well as you, Maybe even they're around the other side of the world. You've never talked to them, you've never met them. They did the job not as well as you and you think of yourself, wow, they didn't do it quite as well as me. In that moment, you are separated from the love of God, separated from the life of God towards that person. Imagine you are in traffic and someone cuts in front of you and you are frustrated. And so you, you speed up to take your spot back. And as you take your spot back, the satisfaction sort of sets in. The satisfaction of the flesh. You think, oh, who did they think they are? Who did they think they were? And in that moment, we've traded the love of God for the sake of getting to our destination 30 seconds faster. Traded the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been quenched in our inner being for the sake of getting to our destination 30 seconds faster. Listen to Jesus' words. 
Matthew 16, 26. This is what our master said. The Holy One who knows all things, he says this. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? You see, even if you could not just get to your destination 30 seconds faster, but if you could get all the things in the entire world, what good is it? If you have an old, weary, tired soul, what good is it if there's turmoil in your inner being? If you have all the things in the world and you are not at rest, what good is it? Proverbs say, says this, it says, better to have a dish of vegetables with love in your heart than a plate of steak with hatred. Better to have the love of God in your heart than all the things in the world, than all the possessions that man could ever give to you, than all of the circumstances that your heart could ever long for. Better to have God than all of those things is what Jesus says. Do you hear him tonight? Please hear him. He's speaking to you right into your inner being. He's saying, come, I wanna be born in you by my Holy Spirit. He says, I'm not against you tonight. I wanna come in. A soul that is dead is a soul without the life and the love of God in it. Oh, this is the, Salvation that he's come to bring, Luke 12, 15. Jesus, again, he says this, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, getting things for yourself. Life does not consist even in an abundance of possessions. Fill in the blank for yourself. I know that a lot of you don't care too much for possessions, maybe. Fill in the blank even when you have an abundance of that thing that your heart is seeking for, Jesus says your life does not consist in that. As you sit here tonight, what are you hungering for this year? What are you going after? What are you pursuing? Even, even good things. Maybe you're pursuing to be better. Maybe you're pursuing to, to live a better life. Maybe you're pursuing to, to say, I need to do more things in the church or I need to do more things, you know, more spiritual things, more godly things. It's all a serving of self. Do you need a new heart? Do you need a new heart? Do you want a new heart here tonight? Jesus said he wants to bring something new. Jesus said, I have come to bring a new birth. He's come to bring new life to the old heart. He's not against anyone here tonight. He has been working from the beginning of time to bring this about in every one of us. He wants to birth his life, his spirit in us. The holy love of God to be born in us. God is not holding out on doing this for us. He is not counting your sins against you. Hear that tonight. 
if you've been living all of 2022 for the thing that you wanted to live it for that you think that you needed, he does not hold your sin against you. God is waiting with suffering patience, trying with all of his might, all of the resources of heaven he's bringing to bear on your very heart. He has come from heaven to earth and died on a cross that this might happen. He is fully committed to it happening. He is entirely committed to His Holy Spirit being born in every single one of our hearts. Entirely committed. So Paul says in these verses, he says, put off this old man, put on the new man, which is nothing more than what Jesus said in these verses here in Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to His disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. The first thing in all and any progress, in anything in this world, is to leave something behind. The first thing to make progress in anything is to leave something else behind. Christianity is not the leaving of one thing or another. It is not the leaving of any outward circumstance. It is not the leaving of anything, one possession or anything like that. Christianity is nothing but this, the leaving of your very self. The leaving of your way, your objects, your thoughts, your loves, your hates, your desires, your judgments, and the taking, the receival of Jesus' thoughts, Jesus' objects, Jesus' loves, Jesus' hates, Jesus' judgments. The holy loves, the holy hates, the holy thoughts, the holy objects, the holy desires of the Holy Spirit of God. The receiving of those. Christianity is nothing but this. Not to agree with what the world says when it says this, this is your life, be who you want to be. To reject that and to say with Jesus, to turn ourselves over to Jesus and to say to Him, to Him, this is your life, be who you want to be in me. You see, the truth is, it never was our life to begin with. As you sit here tonight and you, you think of your life and you conceive of your life, you have family members, you have possessions, you have a workplace, you have a chair that you're sitting in right now, you've got experiences, you've got a past, you've got a history. It was never our lives to begin with. We only think that it is if we've believed the lie of Satan. Paul says in verse 18 that the Gentiles' minds are darkened. In other words, they're, they're, they're they're not seeing straight. They've become dumb. Whilst we believe that our life is ours to begin with, let us ask ourselves a question. Where did we get our start? Did we bring ourselves into the world? Did we decide to come into the world? Did you decide to make yourself, will we take ourselves out of the world? This is not our life. 
Scriptures say this. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. And whilst we believe what is not truth, whilst you believe that what you have and who you are is you and yours and that you proceed from yourself for yourself to, you, to yourself, you will reap the emptiness of a lie. You will reap the destruction of falsehood. You will reap tiredness and weariness and turmoil and frustration and bitterness and envy and anger in your inner place. And this is what Christ comes and saves us from. We hand in the resignation of our own life. And we say along with Paul, I, Matt Sweetman, have died. In fact, I was never alive. I just believed the lie that I was. This body, this mind, this moment, my resources, these resources, these members are whose they've always been, Jesus Christ. And as we do this, Christ says himself, I will come. He says, everyone who asks, will receive. And who he is, is us. Us in him and him in us. We become the members of the body of Christ. As, Christ, as Paul says, it is no longer I who live, but now Christ who lives in me. He says, I have died. In the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. As Peter says in 1 Peter chapter four, the one who speaks should now speak as though they are speaking the very words of God. Christ, by his Holy Spirit, comes and takes possession of that which was always his. And we become a new creation, a new man a new woman, born in God. He says there in verse 24, the new creation, and it, it says in the likeness of God, but that's not what the Greek says. The Greek says created in God. In other words, with the nature of God. This new self, which is really just Christ, is truly righteous and holy. It's not a put on righteousness, it's not a pretended righteousness, it's not a worked for righteousness. It is righteousness for Christ is righteous, that is his nature, that he cannot be anything else, it's not our holiness. We know that whoever we were when we believed a lie was not holy, it is his holiness, his righteousness. It is him in us. And so I wanna ask you here tonight, are you sick? Are you tired of yourself? Are you sick of meeting the sinful, mean, jealous, bitter self that hates, that is lustful, that is prideful? Are you, are you sick of meeting that at every turn in your life? Wherever you go, it seems to be with you. Friends, let us part company with the self and let us cry to God for the company of the living one. 
let us ask our heavenly Father as He has instructed us to for the Holy Spirit. Let us ask for the graceful and merciful and holy and loving and kind and gentle and humble Jesus to come and take the place of the hateful, disgusting, awful self. Who do we choose here tonight? Not so that we can, you know, do good things and feel good about it, do, do Christian and church things and feel good about it, but so that we can live in the love of God, live in a way that truly honours God. Only the nature of God can honour God. No human flesh will ever bring honour to God. That which is done and moved by the Holy Spirit is that alone which will ever bring honour and glory to God. I know whose company I want, friends. Whose company do we want? Jesus says this, Revelation 3.20, here I am. See, he says this to every one of you here tonight. Hear these words, not me saying them. Hear the mighty Jesus the master, the holy one, the ground of the universe. Hear him say this right into your heart tonight. Here I am. I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. He is closer to you than your next thought. He is right there. He is right next to every single one of us. Jesus says the kingdom of God is near. Just think of Jesus, He's standing right there. It's just that your mind and your attention has been so focused on yourself and, and, and the things of self that you just cannot see Him. But if you give Him an inch, if you say, okay, Jesus, I'm repenting, I'm turning, you will see Him. We will see Him in the glorious place of our inner being. So come, we're gonna respond tonight. We're gonna respond. The team's gonna song, uh, lead us in that song of Jesus, the one we sung before I speak, Jesus. Your name is power, your name is life. And I just wanna invite you tonight, if you hear, see in that verse, Jesus says, if anyone hears my voice, he's standing outside of your door, but he's calling in. He's not just knocking, he's saying, he's calling in, Matt. Matt, I'm longing to come in. I'm longing to bring all of my holy nature into your heart. But he cannot do it until we take our back off the door and our back is on the door as we hold to the things of self, as we hold to the things that we're chasing after. And so come tonight, if you need to do business with the living one, if you need to, to come to him in your inner being, in your inner heart, let's do that right now. You do that right now. This is don't, don't respond to what I'm saying tonight. Jesus is speaking to your, in your inner heart. You, you do business with Him right now. Let's close our eyes. Let's come before the living God, the one to whom all things are present on all occasions. He stands, He sees right into your inner being. He's died for your sins. He forgives your sins. 
2 Corinthians 6 says this, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of renewal. Oh Lord, may it be today. Oh Lord, may it be today. When all the things of heaven come and enter in and are born into mere flesh and blood. this night, Lord, there's some, I pray there's some that are handing what they thought was theirs back to You, their rightful Lord and Master, the one whose it always was and whose it always will be. Let Christ now come. Say, say to Him, Lord Jesus, I'm leaving myself I need you and I am trusting to you. You see, it's not your power. Doubts come to your mind even now. Things like this, I haven't done enough. I don't trust Him enough. I couldn't, I couldn't have the faith that He needs and expects for Him to be able to do this. And if I don't have the faith, He can't do it. I wanna say right now in the Name of Jesus, leave yourself. There are thoughts that come from yourself, leave it. Leave your doubts. We're not here to believe in us and our power. We're here to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and His mighty power. He is able. He said, it is my hand which will save. I am mighty to save. Trust yourself to Him. Give yourself to Him tonight. He's good. The enemy comes right now in, in the shape of these thoughts. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. I'll do it next month. I'll do it later in the year once I've sorted out this and that. The enemy comes and he says, oh, it's, it's in your thoughts. You see, it, it, it's not like you hear Satan, they're coming in your thoughts, thoughts like this, but what about that thing which I love? What if he takes it from me? That thing that I'm going after, you know, that relationship or that circumstance, what if he says no to that? Take that thought. Put it behind yourself. Look at Christ, lift it up, high and lift it up on the cross. Would a man who died for you ever wrong you? Would a God who died for you ever do you wrong, ever do you harm? He will not. He will not do you harm if you give your life to Him. If you turn away from yourself, now bring before your mind the thing that you are going after as it comes to you, as the Spirit enlights it upon your heart and you say, he, He's gonna reveal it. He'll put those things right into your heart right now, the things that you need to leave behind, that you need to say no to. Anything that is sin, you need to leave it behind. Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery, woman, I do not condemn you, go and sin no more. Tonight you need to say, Jesus, I repent, I turn from the things that I've been chasing. And I trust You, I trust You. Lord Jesus, You are good. Maybe you're sitting here tonight and, and you're sort of thinking to yourself, well, my life isn't too bad. It's not, it doesn't, I wouldn't say that it's exactly worn out. It's not, it's not as bad as others' lives. There's a sense maybe even of contentedness in what yourself is going after. 
Jesus said to the man who stored up much wealth in the barns, He said, do you not know that tonight your soul will be demanded of you? Today is the day of salvation. Let us not wait another moment. The living, loving Lord Jesus stands at the door and He knocks. Come as the team sing that chorus, you renounce yourself to respond to Him. It's not your power tonight. All of this is His mighty power. You do, you do business with the living one tonight in your inner heart, in your inner soul. If you've been walking with Him for a while and maybe there's things that have come between you and Him, you renounce them tonight. You say, oh, loving Jesus, I want, I want your company. I don't want the company of the self. I want your company, the thoughts, the loves, the desires, the ministrations, the tempers of the loving Lord Jesus Christ. You, Christ, are what I want. Come, let's keep responding as the team sing this, as the team lead us now. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like fire. power to, to defeat the giants of our lives. Thinking, oh, there's no way that I could be free of sin. I wanna tell you, He's mighty and powered to save. Don't trust yourself. Don't work. Resign yourself onto Him. Believe in Him. Believe that He can come in with all of His Holy Spirit and drive out the darkness, drive out the weariness, drive out the tiredness, make new, bring renewal. Let's stand together, we're gonna sing this song. You keep responding, keep responding, keep letting the Spirit of Jesus Christ divide between bone and marrow in your heart, between the things that aren't and the things that are. You see, He's already in you. He's always been there. He's been with you right from the day you were born. And He wants to come forth and bring all of His holy nature in you. Hallelujah. This is who Jesus is.
God, I was just moved by those words to break every stronghold. And uh, I just felt, God, um, there's just an opportunity that I just sense maybe even in this room, there's circumstances and situations that people are aware and they know that there's, there's stuff going on in their heart that literally feels like a stronghold. And they haven't been able to get over and overcome uh, the circumstance and the situation, great God. And it's felt too big, too too powerful, too overwhelming. It's just like, I'd, I'm never gonna overcome this. And your, your Word, and we've just sung about it, that you can break every single stronghold. There's, there's power in your Name. And where there seems like there's hopelessness, there's always hope in you. And I just felt, Lord, that just, just to give that, that, uh, that sort of second opportunity, um, to just lay that before You, great God, the strongholds in people's hearts right now that just, they just know, they feel like I, I will never overcome this. I'll never be able to go beyond this. But in You, You can break that stronghold and there is hope and there is future in You, great God. And there is the, the peace, the deep peace that our inner soul and our inner heart longs for. It is in You, great God. We've heard it tonight so clearly. And so this is your opportunity that if you know what it is in your heart, and I just wanna give you an opportunity to, to lay it before your heavenly Father, just in this moment, in the stillness, in the presence of great, our great King, I just want you to just, just in your heart and in your mind, I just want you to lay that stronghold before Him and say, God, I have tried so hard to overcome this. Holy Spirit, come and indwell and take that from me and fill me with your Spirit afresh in this very moment. I just want you to just take a moment in your, in your head just to respond to Him, to pray, to pray to Him, to seek Him, to say, God, take hold of that stronghold and break it down in Jesus' mighty Name. So why don't you take that moment to do that? Father, thank You so much that we can come to You and particularly in moments like this where we just think, oh God, how, how could I, how could we ever overcome? How could this ever change in my heart and in my life? But we thank You, Lord, that in You there's always hope. We thank You, Lord, that You are the one that breaks the strongholds. We thank You, great God, that You can renew and renovate our heart, great God, that You can make the old heart new, Father God, in You. And uh, we just, we just praise and honour You tonight, great God. And I just thank You for the work You've done. And it may be just a few, but the work You've done in and through our hearts or their hearts tonight, great God, we just thank You for that, Lord. Uh, I just thank You that we can come to You at any time. And it's not just moments like this, it's at any point, any moment in our lives, great God, where we need help, we can come to You, the great I Am, the great Helper. And uh, Father, You are mighty, You are powerful. And we honour You tonight, great God. 
We just thank You so much, Lord, for moments like these. Just so powerful, so, so powerful, great God. We love You, Lord. <laughs> of course, we love You, God. You're amazing, absolutely amazing. We honour You tonight. We just thank You, Lord, and we just pray these things in Jesus' mighty and precious Name. Amen. Amen. Hey, would you just do something with me? Would we just thank and honour and praise our great King? He's amazing, our great God. You're amazing, Lord. We just honour and thank You, Father. Hey, if you want um, prayer at all tonight, uh, just about anything, maybe just something was laid on your heart or you just sense, oh, I should really get prayer about that, we would love to pray for you so you can come down uh, at the end and we would just love to pray for you. Don't uh, hesitate to do that. Um, but it's been awesome to have you here tonight. God bless you so much, wherever God leads you and whatever He wants you to do this week. Have an awesome week and uh, we'll, see you, uh, we'll see you next Sunday.